Welcome to the From Better Half to Boss podcast. I'm Tavia Redburn, and on this show, I share how I retired my husband from his nine to five with my birth photography business, all while homeschooling my three kids. If you have a passion, there is a reason. It's because you were made to follow that passion. It's your time to go from better half to boss. Hello and welcome to episode 22, three ways to create an extra 10 hours in your week to work on your business. I know this is something a lot of us could use right now. I hope you're having an awesome week. We actually just got a ton of ice. Uh, We had a huge ice storm come through Oklahoma City on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. So we're we're playing catch up. Hundreds of thousands of people are without power. And so I was worried I wouldn't even have the ability to record this podcast. But thanks to a little cell phone hotspot, we are <laughs> good to go. We got some power running on a generator. Things look a little bit different than normal today, but we are good to go. And I really wanted to get this episode out for you guys because I know a lot of you are struggling right now trying to find time. Like that's something I hear over and over from our students or in our free Facebook group or Instagram DMs is just like, how do I find the time? I know 2020 has thrown so many crazy things at us and including like some of you are probably homeschooling your kids and you didn't expect to, or you're doing virtual school. There's just all these extra things that we are dealing with on top of already busy schedules and busy lives. And so it's just like, I want to grow my business, but how, how do I find the time? Um, so like I said, I keep hearing this over and over. I just can't find the time. I don't know when I can get it done. How do I find the time? What are some time management ideas for moms. So in today's episode, I'm going to share with you three ways to create an extra 10 hours in your week so you can work on your business. Wouldn't that be amazing? But first, if you want to be a birth photographer and you're not sure how to get started, I have an awesome free workbook for you. It's called How to Start Your Birth Photography Business in 2020. So to get this free workbook, go to taviaredburn.com slash workbook. Inside, I'm going to show you how to line up reliable childcare, the legal side of setting up your business properly, how to find your backup photographer, choose your equipment and more. So download the free workbook at taviaredburn.com slash workbook. Before we get into today's episode, I want to share our review of the week from Mama Pod Squad. She said, Tavia always says exactly what I need to hear when I need to hear it. It's difficult to stay motivated when you're just starting out sometimes, but I just start the podcast and I'm pumped to put in the work. Oh man, I love this so much. And I know that like in the beginning of starting your business, it can feel like you're doing so much and not seeing a result yet, right? Like you're just like doing all of this stuff and it just feels like it's not working or it's barely working. And I just want to encourage you with an analogy that I share on this podcast often and I share with my students often. And that's the analogy of trying to get a snowball to roll down a mountain on its own. Like imagine you're at the top of a mountain and you're trying to build a little snowball and it takes a lot of effort in the beginning, right? You're packing this little snowball, you push it in the snow a little bit, it gets a little bit bigger, you're trying to push it, it kind of grows, maybe it falls apart, so you have to rebuild it and you're pushing and you're pushing and it takes so much effort. It's starting to grow bigger, but it's 
it's not quite rolling on its own yet. So you keep pushing and it starts to get a little momentum and it starts going and it starts going. And before you know it, this little baby snowball that you built is rolling down the mountain. And that's exactly how it is when you're starting your business too. Like it feels like so much work in the beginning. And then before you know it, all the things that you've been doing start working and it just takes off on its own. Like, of course it's always going to be work, but it's that initial phase that can feel like, oh, so overwhelming. And that's when most people give up. So keep going. Thank you for that review, Mama Pod Squad. Okay. I want to get into today's episode. So here's the deal. With everything we're talking about in this episode, I just want to remind you that there's no magic answer. You're likely going to have to make some sacrifices. There's not a magic wand, unfortunately, that I can give you that's just going to free up extra time or make your responsibilities go away. Um, You might have to give up some things you don't want to give up. Maybe get up a little earlier than you want to or do some things that you don't really want to do. But why are you willing to do that? No, really, ask yourself, why am I willing to make some sacrifices right now to spend time working on my business? Ask yourself, what is your ultimate goal? This is so important, and it's something a lot of people skip. They know they need to do it, and they don't, and it's so critically important. In fact, inside my program, Marketing School for Birth Photographers, this is something that we go over in one of the very first lessons is goal setting. So what's your goal? What's your reason? for wanting to make time to work on your business? Is it so you can leave your nine to five? Is it so you can retire your spouse from his or her nine to five? Is it to earn enough to put your kids in private school or pay for family vacations? Whatever it is, use that to motivate you when things feel difficult. Use that why, use that reason to motivate you when things feel difficult. So before we get into the three ways, I just want to shatter this belief that we have to work eight hours a day, Monday through Friday to be successful in our business. Cause it's just not true. And when you own your own business, a lot of times it doesn't look like that. It might look like, you know, two hours on Monday and five hours on Tuesday and two or three hours on Wednesday. And it might be early morning or late at night. We don't have to work eight hours, Monday through Friday, in order to have the time to run a successful business. So if we can just shift how we're thinking about our time and when we're working, that will be hugely beneficial for us. And also, if you have a newborn or a tiny baby, um, I want you to give yourself even extra grace. Because when I was first starting my business, I had a toddler. I had an infant. And then as my business grew, I had another baby. So I've run a business while pregnant or nursing or with tiny babies that didn't sleep. And my kids did not sleep, especially my last one. And so I know how challenging finding time can be whenever you don't even have time for yourself. So I'm not saying that you shouldn't grow your business while you have a new baby at home, but I just want you to um, manage your expectations in your head a little bit about what is reasonable for you while also putting some intensity into growing your business. So the things that I'm going to talk about here today are really for people who um, either don't have kids, which I know is not most of you, or you're you're not necessarily like losing sleep because you have a newborn and you're up every two hours. Like that's kind of survival mode. And so I just want to um, throw that out there because I know a lot of you have new babies and I don't want you to put unrealistic expectations on yourself. Okay. So 
The first way to create an extra 10 hours in your week is first I want you to determine, and if you can write this down, determine how much time you want each week to work on your business. You're going to first determine how much time you want each week to work on your business. So this is like a vision for your time, because if you don't know where you're going, how are you going to get there? Like sometimes we just say like, oh, I need more time to work on my business. Okay. But how much time? And even if you're like, I have no idea, let's just think about a number and go with it. And you can always tweak it as we go. So let's just start with 10 hours and we can reevaluate after a couple of weeks if needed. So what's cool is if you can find an hour and a half Monday through Friday and two and a half hours on Saturday, there's your two hours and you can take Sunday off. Now, I am tempted to talk about screen time. Like I know if you have an iPhone, you have the app that shows you how much time you spend on your phone. Okay. This is always really surprising to me. and I'm pretty um, diligent with my time and conscious of how much time I spend on my phone, but I feel like 2020 has kind of been different. (laughs) Like I've spent more time on my phone in 2020 than I did previous years. And so I want you to acknowledge the fact that sometimes it is nice to just scroll and have that be like you time, but pay attention to if you're mindlessly wasting time scrolling and why you're picking up your phone to begin with. Um, A really good book on this topic is called Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport um, because we spend so much time on our devices and I'm guilty of it and I absolutely do it too, but I just want to remind you that one of the easiest ways to find time is to delete social media apps off of your phone. I know delete TikTok off of your phone, delete games off of your phone. Um, because all those times that we go to our phone to scroll, yes, they can be like a stress reliever, but they're sucking up our life. They're sucking up our time. And I could go on and on. We can have a whole podcast episode about, um, the benefits of all of this. Cause I've done a lot of research on it and implemented it myself, but For now, when you're determining how much time you want to work each week on your business, to start out, why don't you look at your screen time app on your phone, which is built into every iPhone. I'm not sure if Android has an equivalent or not, but you can go in there and just see how much time did you spend on your phone last week? And could you try to reduce that by even just 30 minutes a day and instead spend that time working? Okay. So the first step is you're going to determine how much time you want to work each week in your business. We're going to start with 10 hours for now. The second step is to create the space in your schedule. You're going to create the space in your schedule because most of you are moms, right? And here's the truth. It's just really hard to get work done when your kids are around. It's not impossible, but it is challenging. So what is currently taking up time in your day? What are you currently spending your time doing? And if you're not sure, which most of you aren't, like most of you couldn't say, well, from nine to nine 30, I do X and nine 30 to 10, I do X. Like we have a general idea, but really how are you spending your time? I want to encourage you to create a time log for two to three days. And I know that this sounds like one of those exercises that's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I already know how I spend my time, Tavia. I don't really need to do that. And the truth is you do because I've done it periodically over the last several years. And I'm always surprised to find how I'm actually spending my time. So basically a time log is every hour you're writing down what you did the previous hour, or you can break it up into 30 minute chunks if you want to get more specific. But this is going to help you determine how you're spending your time. 
Now, if you're like most moms, you're spending a lot of time making food and cleaning up. Right. I mean, I know I sure did. Before uh, my husband left his nine to five, I had a very, very rigid schedule um, because I had to to prepare food and clean up from food. So once you have this time log and you can look and see where you're spending your time. Now, when you're writing this time log, you're not necessarily critiquing yourself. You're not making changes. You're just writing what normal days look like for you right now. Then you have data to work with and you have information that you can go look back on and you can ask yourself, how can I spend less time doing some of these things while still getting them done? So if you are like most moms and you're spending a lot of time cleaning, you're spending a lot of time cooking, you're spending time um, cleaning up after your kids or getting them ready or those kinds of things, looking and figuring out, okay, how can I spend less time doing some of these things to make more time to build my business? So of course you can hire a house cleaner, which is hugely helpful and will definitely get you some time back, but I know it doesn't necessarily fit into everyone's budget. Another thing is you can delegate all the chores in the house. So making a list of what needs to get done and how often, and then assign it in the house to, to someone in the house to do. So um, my kids are a little bit older, but even when they were younger, we would assign specific chores to specific kids. Like you unload the dishwasher every day, you vacuum, you do da, 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 da. Like get your kids involved and have them help you. Like they can help. They really can. Starting even like pre-K aged, they can start helping out with some chores in the house, like taking out the trash, like I said, loading, unloading the dishwasher, doing their own laundry at least putting away their laundry, vacuuming, um, cleaning windows, cleaning their bathrooms, the toilets. Like I said, my kids are older, but they did a lot of these things when they were like five to seven years old. And if you have a partner, it's time to have a conversation with them about helping out in the household as well. Like what chores are they responsible for and what are you responsible for? It's okay to ask for help to lighten some things that are on your list, that are on your load to take them off, to free up more time to work on your business. So honestly, um, meal prep for me was so huge when my husband and I were both working full time. Having food ready to just throw in the crock pot or the Instapot or breakfast ready to go saved us so much time and it still does. So Sundays um, were our grocery shopping day. I say were because my husband takes on a lot of these responsibilities now that I'm the one working full time. But when it was both of us, Sundays was our day for meal prepping. So we would grocery shop, meal plan, and then we would also like use that time to chop up, you know, vegetables and fruits and have food ready to go for the kids because I don't know about you, but my kids did and still do constantly ask for snacks. And so having a schedule helped us so much. Like I would literally write out on the board. Um, we have like a chalkboard in our kitchen and I would write out, these are snacks that you can have anytime and you don't have to ask. And these are snacks you can have one time a day and you don't have to ask. So then I just trained them like, okay, don't ask me for a snack. <laughs> like this is like an ongoing joke with my husband and I, and I'm sure your kids are probably the same way, but we just be like, don't ask me for a snack. Go look at the list. You can have anything on the left that you want unlimited. It was things like, you know, fruits and vegetables and ham roll ups and stuff like that. And then you can have one thing a day on the right. So that was like gummy, like those little bunny snacks, the Annie's organic bunny snacks or like apple chips or things like that. You can have one time a day. Oh my gosh. You guys, 
having the food prepped and having snacks for them ready to go that they could just grab whenever sounds so simple and kind of like, duh. But once you implement that and teach your kids to do it, it was just like, oh my gosh, it felt so nice to have that off my plate. Like I don't have to worry about them asking for snacks. Um, and then kind of along with the chores is depending on the age of your kids, having them like warm up the food, set the table, all those kinds of food related things while you're working can help so much. If you have older kids that can, that can kind of help. And by older, I mean five and six, like younger kids can really help with a lot of stuff. Okay. So those ideas were for spending less time doing the things that you're already doing. Um, now let's talk about getting some help with childcare, because like I said, doing work with your kids around is really, really difficult. And I realized that really quickly that I needed time to focus. I needed dedicated time to work. And when my kids were buzzing around, even if they were just playing, making noise, it was so distracting. And so figure out if you can get some help with childcare, um, find someone to help take care of the kids so you can work uninterrupted, even if it's only five, five hours a week. So think about things like family, friends, grandparents, another mom to trade off with. That is huge. Of course, our mind automatically goes to grandparents and friends and that kind of a thing. But what if there's another working mom in your area who you could trade off with? Like you take her kids for three or four hours one day and she takes your kids for three or four hours one day. And you guys can literally just swap. Another idea is a college or high school student that can come even while you're home, but they just take care of the kids. I know it's not ideal, but you can also work a few hours on the weekend when your partner is home. If they have a full-time job, you can go sneak away to Starbucks or something and work for a few hours uninterrupted. So the key here to creating the space in your schedule is thinking like, when can I work also when the kids are sleeping? So morning, evening, naps. And think about which is your power time, we, meaning like when do you work the best? I personally work best in the mornings. So it was always ideal for me to get like two hours of work done in the mornings before the kids would wake up. And I know that I talk about that and my students or <laughs> YouTube commenters will be like, uh, I roll, I know, get up early. But for me, I liked getting up early and I still do because it's my quiet time to be able to plan my day and work a little bit before everybody else is up. But if that gives you anxiety, like the idea of trying to wake up early makes you cringe, then maybe you prefer to work in the evening, like after everybody's gone to bed. And that's totally fine too. So for me, it was just all about finding two hours a day, which by the way, Monday through Friday equals 10 hours that I could work uninterrupted. And for me, that was getting up early. Okay, so first you're going to determine how much time you want each week, and then you're going to create the space in your schedule. If you are like a physical planner, you could block off, okay, here's mom's work time from, you know, 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. Monday through Friday is mom's work time. Or four hours on Thursday, I'm going to trade off with so-and-so. I'm going to keep her kids. She's going to keep mine. Physically writing it in your like schedule, in your calendar to create that space. So the final way is to determine how you're going to use the time. You're going to maximize the time. Think, how will I use this time? So you know how much time you need, 
or you've at least designated that time to move forward in your business and you've taken the steps to create that space in your schedule. So maximize the time you have to work. Take the time to plan your big three for the week. This gives you direction on which tasks to prioritize each day. So for me, every Sunday evening or Monday morning, if I don't get to it on Sunday, I sit down and write out my big three for the week that will move me closer to that month's goal or that quarter's goal. So if you're a student inside marketing school for birth photographers, module one inside pillar one, look for the lesson called goal setting. And I break this down for you. But basically what we do is we look at each quarter of the year. We take the entire goal for the year and we break it down into quarterly goals. And usually these are financial goals. Then we take those quarterly goals and break them down into monthly goals. And then we take the monthly goals and break them down into weekly goals. Hopefully that didn't overwhelm you, but basically that gives me direction for the week instead of just going, oh, I need to do marketing or I need to book clients. Like, what do I need to do? I've already got all those things planned out because I know the direction that I'm going. So I sit down and I write my big three for the week. So let's just take an example because I think an example will help this sink in a little bit. So let's say your goal is to book three births in quarter three. So that's the broad goal for quarter three is I'm going to book three births. So knowing that, what marketing activities do you need to execute each month in quarter three? So let's just say one of the marketing activities is to run a Facebook ad. Okay. So in November, you're going to run and test a video Facebook ad. That's your monthly goal for November that attaches to the bigger goal of booking three births. Then you can break that down. So you're going to run and test a Facebook ad, a video Facebook ad. You're going to break that down even further into the week's big three. So this is going to be much more specific. Your November goal is to run a video Facebook ad. So what three things need to happen this week to get that done? How about write the wording for the ad, set the audience for the ad, edit the video for the ad, boom. You see how that's done? Like you broke it down into tiny steps. So you had this big goal of three births in quarter three. Then in November, you're going to test a video Facebook ad. Then you broke that down into smaller steps for the week. So now that you know the three big things you need to get done that week, let's use time blocking to make sure it gets done. Because now you have the space in your calendar to work, right? So how are you going to use that time? Well, the way that I time block is I write down 9 to 9.30, outline the wording for the Facebook ad. 9.30 to 10, write 10 drafts of the headline and choose one. 10 to 11, or excuse me, 10 to 10.30, write the Facebook ad copy, things like that. Then I know exactly what I'm doing in the one and a half hours I have to work that day that's bringing me closer to my goal. Hopefully that makes sense in your mind as I'm explaining it, but you're just taking the big things and breaking them down so that the the thing that I used to do is I would block out the time and then I would sit down and go like, uh, okay, what do I do? (laughs) You know, so if you have the time already mapped out, like you already know what you're going to do, then you're able to maximize those 10 hours that you have that week to get work done. So This is constantly evolving and changing. 
for me. But by following these three steps, which again, were first determining how much time you want, then creating the space in your schedule. Usually that means getting rid of your kids in some way (laughs) or working when they're sleeping. And then determining how you're going to use that time with your big three, you're going to get closer and closer and closer to your big goals week by week. So after listening to this, we're that episode was like super packed with tangible things. I want to know and for yourself, what are your next steps? What are your next steps? Take a few minutes. If we need to pause this, grab a piece of paper, leave a voice note for yourself, something so you have next steps after listening to this. The problem I run into sometimes is people don't value free. I don't know if you've ever noticed this, like with your clients or with yourself, but when they get something for free like this, like this episode, they'll listen and they'll think, yeah, that's a good idea, but they don't do anything with those ideas. So you spent the time here listening to this episode, right? So please take a minute or two to write down some next steps so that you can continue to maximize the time you have each week to grow your business. If you're enjoying this podcast, please hit subscribe wherever you're listening. And thank you so much for leaving the show a review on iTunes because I read each and every one and we feature them here on the podcast And those reviews help the podcast reach more people. So thank you for taking the time to leave a review. If you need help leaving a review, because iTunes has kind of made it a little bit complicated, in my opinion, um, you can go to thebeautyandbirth.net slash podcast, and there's instructions on how to leave a review. And my friend, remember, if you have a passion, it's not an accident because not everyone loves the thing that you love. So whatever your passion is, it's there for a reason. Get out there and make it happen. Have a great week.